This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today on CityCast Madison. The Republican investigation into the 2020 election has 2.5 million problems, but voter fraud ain't one. A heavyweight, the Madison Music Biz, is leaving the concert promotion company FPC Live. And our state is selling two of the ugliest buildings in town, and one pretty one. It's Friday, March 3rd. I'm Dylan Brogan, and here's what Madison's talking about. It's the Friday News Roundup, and we're here with Bianca Martin. Hello. Happy Friday, Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Ooh, yeah. Molly Stentz. Hey, you're back. Hey, We I'm missed so you last week. Good to see you. You guys did such a great job on the Elections Roundup last week. Aw. You know, the Roundup really needs some a different theme, because I think of cowboy... I don't know why. Is it the Roundup part? Like, uh, Lasso. It's something about it seems very western the the, the phrasing roundup. Absolutely. <laughs> you know the great Midwest horse fair? You got a great jingle already. What is it? It's the great Friday news roundup. Oh, okay. But I said they say horse fair. I yeah. love that you know that. <laughs> It only ran 400 times in my lifetime. They still use that jingle. Uh, and I think the I think the great Midwest Horse Fair is coming up. Everyone, we should maybe talk about that. It's fun. There's a rodeo. Do you guys know rodeos happen in Madison? Uh, I didn't. Well, on this roundup, we're not talking about rodeos. We we talked about elections last week, and but there's one election that we evidently the whole world just can't stop talking yeah, about. Yeah, here we are in election season talking about the state Supreme Court election, but yet we can't stop talking about 2020, the presidential election that will not quit. D- do we know who won yet? <laughs> we do, as it turns out. The man is in office, but we apparently want to keep fighting about it. We've been investigating, and by we, I mean the royal we, the state of Wisconsin, not 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 yours truly here at CityCast Madison. The state of Wisconsin has been running an investigation into the 2020 presidential election, right? Some voters were concerned that the election was rigged because their candidate lost. So... Robin Voss, the GOP leadership, launched this probe, right? I mean, everyone wants free and fair elections. But the thing is, what came out this week is this total from WisPolitics adding up the bill. Folks have probably heard about this. They've had a lot of investigations, but this one was launched by the Republican Assembly leadership. And they hired this former Wisconsin justice, Michael Gableman, to do it. And it's two years later, and it's cost $2.5 million. And what did they find, Molly? What did Michael Gableman find? Uh, A lot of lawyer bills, I think, is what we found in this election. Uh, They found no 
significant evidence of fraud. Every investigation into the 2020 election that has been done, that has been litigated, that has been reviewed, has found that we had a free and fair election. That's what we know to be true. And, you know, when you think about it, elections are run at the local level. You got 1,400, more than 1,400 municipal clerks, 72 counties. They all have different voting machines. That's what I never understood about these fraud charges. It's just like, well, okay, let's say you live in Adams County. You can like walk down the block and meet the really nice lady who runs your election. Right. Like, how is she? I I don't know how you'd pull that off. You all have met poll workers. I've been a poll worker, right? These, These are people that are trying to make sure that we have a democracy and helping people vote. But they have been under investigation and... The, the point is that we are spending more than $2 million on this thing. I don't know about you, what, but what do you think we could have done? What could the state of Wisconsin bought for $2.5 million? Bianca, you, what, what would you spend that on? I mean, I don't know if we could have gotten something just with that 2.5, but like some transportation options to Minneapolis or Chicago. I'm still mad about that. Bianca wants a train. Dylan, what do you want? What do you want for $2.5 mil? How about anything? The two and a half million just went to fighting about records, paying some guy to find nothing. And I think that's what the most appalling is. This is a former Wisconsin Supreme Court justice, and it seems like he spent more than a year just figuring out what an election is and like Googling it. He could have gone to UW and paid tuition like the rest of us. Also, I've been thinking about the fact that there's like all of this national attention on Wisconsin politics. And that's part of what this bill that's racking up is about, like an outside group, uh, American Oversight, like coming in and finding some some wrongdoing. We have to pay all these legal fees. I don't know if you guys are thinking about that, but just I don't know. We're in kind of a tricky place. And not in a good way. I feel like whenever we get national attention, it's like, oh, no. What happened now? It's Uh-oh, usually not coming. for something cool. We, <laughs> not for something good we did. Yeah. Usually it's like, oh, people are laughing at us again. Mm. Awesome. You know what I think is really unsettling about the whole situation is who ends up paying anyway? It's not Robin Voss, the assembly speaker. It's not Michael Gableman. It's all of us. So they could do what? Threaten to jail the mayor of Madison unless she like showed up in some strip mall in Brookfield and like underwent interrogation about a Madison election procedure. I'm very over that sort of high drama. You know, you can be passionate, but this is like, this is soap opera land, like days of our lives. (laughs) Days of 2020. It's like Groundhog's Day. I don't know about you. 2020 was not that great of a year. I don't want to relive it every day. I don't want to spend two and a half million dollars thinking about it. Before we dive into other news, let's take a short break. Take it away, Bianca. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 
Speaking of moving on, Matt Girding announced that he is leaving FBC Live. He is the co-owner of the Majestic Theater um, on King Street with Scott Leslie for like 16 years now. Um, and he announced he's stepping down as co-president. He's not going to be an executive with FBC Live, which is a company he and Scott Leslie created with the powerhouse concert promoters, Frank Productions, back in 2017, so like five years ago. But it's, it's bringing up the feels for me. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why? Why is this grabbing you? I mean, I think it's grabbing me because change is hard no matter what. Um, I'm not like homies with Matt Girding, but in a way, he is a very tall creature that I would see on a regular basis out in the concert scene, including at his own theater. And um, I don't know. It's I, you know, lived in Madison when there were a bunch of venues. It was just a varied music scene. Like there were so many venue owners and there were so much local things happening. And I've got these great memories of of the Majestic Theater being this great like community spot. And then since I've come back, there's been just changes in the industry. You know, these sort of longtime groups here, Frank Productions, like is a 50 year old company. But to be clear, like the Majestic's not going anywhere. No. And he's still going to own it. Yes. Right. So he's just stepping away from the kind of booking company. Yes. Yes. Not for any reason, like animosity or negativity. Like he just is spending time with his family and moving moving on uh oh uh oh always the excuse yeah looking for new career opportunities so we might hear something else from them soon well, it would be pretty funny if he was retired and he was just like and i'm taking the majestic with <laughs> yes. me nobody else can go yeah. in yeah and i mean it's going strong like i was just there for a show and having a great time i guess and there's still like our local you know people working at the places but just knowing that you know both frank productions and Majestic Live merge in 2017 with Live Nation. And because of this merger, I think, you know, there were new opportunities to get bigger acts into our city. I'm so confused. I'm sorry. I just, the Madison music scene, I don't get, like, is there just, does Live Nation just own everything now? They own a lot. I think the confusing part is Frank Productions got its start here in Madison, right? The Majestic was a a local institution. It still is. And they... Are presu- well, or locally right, run right. in in a book in a booking sense, and now you have uh, like so you have this local connection, but also this behemoth of an entertainment giant that. You know, I mean, it's Ticketmaster, isn't that what live? Yeah, and I am sick of those Ticketmaster fees. (laughs) Everyone's favorite. Yeah. 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 Joe Biden's sick of it, too, if you listen to his State of the Union. I never see him at the high noon anymore. (laughs) Never. He's never there anymore. Yeah. Maybe it's their bag policy. Maybe that's that's what's keeping me away. You know, our local owners here, our local ownership, you know, Majestic and Frank Productions, like they have long been serving local artists. And that's what I hope continues. Like that's been a stated interest of their is growing local artists and their careers. We saw Monica Martin. I don't know if you've heard of her, my sister, but she was one of those bands, part of Fox. And she just recently played on the Sylvie stage, you know? So that was one of their dedicated interests. And I hope that continues to be something that we, you know, really care about, about local things for sure. Thinking about King Street and all of the changes, there's like so, there's so much happening. <laughs> there's so much happening in that kind of I arena. I miss the frequency. Sorry. <sighs> I, I miss the, the frequency. frequency. Darwin, if you're listening, I just bump my chest and put the peace sign on. <laughs> Well, maybe there's a chance for a new frequency because it looks like it 
it's going to be some new real estate opening up downtown that could really change that whole area by the Majestic on King Street. What? Yes. <laughs> That's what we should do with these state office buildings. <sighs> Concert Build new venues. theaters? Well... Yeah. Oh, so you heard about this. So the state and it's, you know, Governor Tony Evers, a Democrat's plan, he, they're selling three big state office buildings or they plan to in the future. And they're consolidating the state workforce in, in other areas around town. And the plan is 5% of the state's workforce is going to be remote and all over the state. So that might impact Madison somewhat because we are the home of state government. It's a lot of employees here. Remote work, is that a thing? Nah, not a thing. <laughs> okay. So the state is looking to sell uh, one of the most beautiful buildings in town, the historic state office building. That's this what? Art Deco. It's the tallest office building in downtown. It's right next to the Monona Terrace. It looks like it's from the 1930s. You just called that the most beautiful state office building? I kind of agree. I think it's one of the most beautiful buildings in all of downtown. And we don't have like really old big buildings in Madison. Not a ton of them. The campus does. Campus. Not not so much on the square anymore. There, I mean, there are a few. So that they're selling that one. Apparently, it's a lot smaller than it looks, but that was built in the 30s and it is under historic preservation. And I mean, is that going to be all condos? Probably, right? That building always just uh, just looks so gothic Ooh, and yeah. severe and imposing. Nice. Yeah, beautiful. You like beautiful. that? <laughs> it looks like Batman lives there. <laughs> Yeah, and this is the one like right across from City Hall, right? It's like on the, it's like yeah. right by Monona Terrace. Like now I'm looking at the picture, and it's got this like cool at the right top next of the, to it. yeah, like just there's like a gargoyle that there's hangs a gargoyle. Out there. You need the gargoyles. We cannot yeah. neglect our gargoyles, and I don't want to live in a city without gargoyles on our buildings. I'm sorry, no. I, well, I had to say. Anyway, it. that building's not going anywhere, but the state's no longer going to use it as an office building. But the plan is to also close Jeff Two and Jeff Three. You guys know about the Jeff buildings please don't tell me you think they are beautiful <laughs> i like them more than most <laughs> jeff stands for government executive facility so they want to sell jeff 2 and jeff 3 and this is right by the area we're just talking about by the majestic off king street so they're so ugly okay jeff they're so ugly they're pretty ugly uh, jeff 1 i think you could make a slight case for uh, but Je that one isn't in the works. So they're not selling that one as of yet. But Jeff 2, it's a big beige rectangle, and it's on Wilson. And then right next to it is Jeff 3, and it's uh, an even beigier rectangle. Uh, but it has that kind of cool uh, plaza that right across the street from Notchspiel and Argus. Right. We were just talking about the Majestic Theater. Like, it's like that spot you said of a fountain, which people would bathe in, but was beautiful. Uh, the DNR <laughs> building. Tells me the that. DNR building. Yeah, DNR building and also the Department of Public Construction building. And there's a lot of state agencies. Um, I think it is primarily those two. The state education building is what Jeff 3 is. So they will be shuffled around the city. And some of those workers might end up being remote all over the state. Uh, but, it, you know, the Madison's economic uh, developers, and they're looking at that. And it's going to take a little while, but this is an enormous piece of downtown that could be I mean they're going to get rid of these buildings there's no way they're not they're they're big beige uglies so the state's not like laying people no. off well you're just saying they're just shuffling them to other existing buildings and then some people are working remotely yes they're they are reducing the workforce over time to more spread out throughout the state through remote work 
We're not going to see a huge drop in state employees who live in Madison. But I think over the next 10 years, they are going to be shifting more to a remote workforce when it makes sense. And those people don't have to live in Madison. So what, you know, what if somebody says the Jeff building is historic? Are we going to get a historic claim? Oh, these. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, unless tr- unless Truman happened to like rise from the dead and do something I over never there. Never know. In Hilariously, I think we were talking about the Filene building recently. And last night I brought it up with someone who was also grown up in Madison. He's like, that building, that's where I learned how to drive. That's not historic. And I was like, same with Dylan. <laughs> His exact take. <laughs> I just think it's interesting. Uh, the state government, you know, it's shrinking its real estate by a third in downtown Madison. And there there might be some really big skyscrapers or really big buildings eventually. Isn't there an ordinance to keep buildings from getting too high? Can't be taller than the Capitol. I mean, you could remake that whole area into an entertainment district even more so. Housing? This whole area, if you did make it housing, which it needs to be affordable, like if that's a part of the city's plan to like make sure that people who work downtown can actually live downtown, it could be crazy. Like I I don't, I love my apartment, but maybe I'll move in because I don't mind being right across from Nashville. <laughs> I get that dim sum every night. <laughs> so the state can make some bank here. Their state's going to save a lot of money by consolidating its facilities. But in addition to the savings, they're selling the buildings, right? Those got to be worth a ton of money. The land is, at least for the Jeffs. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. Hmm, do you think we'll get any new proposals? Like, We're not quite at that phase yet, but something people should keep an eye on. And speaking <laughs> of keeping an eye on, before we wrap up today, I have this is a pet project I have. A driving question in my mind every time I buy groceries. Does it cost two and a half million dollars? That is just my question. No, but it's worth every penny. Now, I go to Woodman's and I go to the co-op, but I also kind of live close to festivals. So sometimes I go there and they encourage you to go through the self-checkout. And what I've noticed about the self-checkout is they have this little screen where it shows you. I hate right? those things. I hate self-checkouts. Am I old? Go to the one at festival because I don't know what's going on, but it is the most flattering <laughs> live camera shot. I need to know if this is just me or if other people have noticed this. So you go through the self-checkout at festival and they have a camera on you, but they have a screen there so you can see what the camera sees and that's you. And it, you look great. I look great. I think everyone, when they look at this, looks great. But I need some confirmation. Can we ask people to email in? You know, it's funny. I think I've had this reflection actually at Target where I'm like, this like, it's just like the technology is good or I don't know what's happening, but I feel like I look good in this. I do agree. Like maybe this is something that is happening. They don't want you to look bad. But it's interesting you say Target because I've heard at Target self-checkout, you look terrible in them. Well, maybe it's all of us just discovering our own beauty and we just take it for granted. Uh, Like most things, I think this is maybe just a coincidental, excellent lighting situation. But I want to know if anyone else has experienced this phenomenon. Best self-checkout cameras in Madison. Dylan's burning question. Listeners, will you help him with this (laughs) quixotic quest <laughs> madison at citycast.fm putting it out there i'm gonna go to festival and so i can let you know <laughs> now we know whatever dylan's feeling down in the dumps we know where, where we'll find him <laughs> to get a little pick me up i think we rounded up the news pretty good we gave a little mission to all our listeners to to carry out for us molly stents thank you for joining us 
Bianca, Martin, fun as always. Uh, of course. Let's round up the news next week, too. All righty. Round them horses up. <laughs> Yeehaw. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. Our host is Bianca Martin. This podcast is produced by Molly Stentz and me, Dylan Brogan. Music is by Carl Christensen. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell someone named Jeff about us? We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around Madison. Until then, go check out those festival cameras. God, I look so good.